I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. This time of year, you know, we get a little bit of snow and people are traveling all over and they're settling in for state tournaments, basketball. It is Montana March Madness in a big way and playing a big part of that those Montana State Bobcats in the Big Sky Conference, they have repeated as Big Sky Conference tournament champions. And uh, this is for the first time in 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 a while. Let's just say that. Look at this. 25 win seasons back-to-back consecutively. The first time since uh, 27 and 29. Now, uh, Bill Lamberty, friend of ours, assistant athletic director, athletics, communica- uh, athletics communications from uh, MSU uh, with us here. Good morning, Bill. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, I was going to tease you, uh, uh, you know, 27, 29. You, you probably don't remember those years, but you have written an awful lot about them. Uh, uh, congratulations to the cast. What a, what a job they did this year. I think it was tougher than last year. Uh, but historically, uh, this, you know, can we put that in perspective? We're living through it right now. Yeah, it's amazing. I wrote a little... Uh little thing for our, our website the other day and my conclusion was that uh, when people years from now talk about the good old days they'll be talking about these times because this has been an amazing amazing little run and I don't remember the golden bobcats but I did know I am old enough to have known Mac, Max Worthington for a few years after I moved here so I've got that but uh, yeah it's it's really been uh, really been an amazing time. What does it do for a university, Bill? Because you've been there a, a lot of years, and, and there's ups and downs in every sport um, and, and every department, so to speak. Uh, but when you have this kind of consistency and this kind of attention, uh, I know it does some things externally, but internally. Uh, can you put your finger on, on what that does? Oh, I think, there's, uh, I think there's great spirit right now at Montana State. And I think the, um, the really important thing is that it, sort of feels like um, the things that the university leadership, right up to President Cruzado, but also including uh, Leon Castello, our athletics director, um, you know, when they lay out a vision and they tell you that these are the kind of things that happen when um, when you follow the plan and when you do the right things and then they come true, it just really gives you a, a strong belief in what the place is about and a strong uh, commitment to um, to doing it that way. Coach Danny Sprinkle, um, obviously a big key in that com- you know component, a big component in that plan. It, yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing guy. I am old enough to have been around um, <laughs> mm-hmm. during his during his playing career, and it would be it would be just impossible to overstate how beloved he was as a player in Bozeman. He, there's still um, people that will show you cards or letters. He wrote them and stories about, um, you know, acts of kindness. There was a, a parody song that was all over the radio that Dave Vischer came up with way back in the day. And <laughs> it's, um, you know, he was just such a great figure around town, part of the community back then. And now to have him back and he's, 
such an unchanged guy. I mean, he looks like he did back then, although he'll laugh a little about the, uh, the coverage up on top. <laughs> I've, I've known his dad for all those years, so you could probably kind of see that coming a little bit. But We're speaking with Bill Lamberty, MSU Athletics, uh, Assistant Athletic Director, and he's traveling back, actually, from Boise. This was a late night. This game got over. It was near uh, near midnight, I think, when it got over, and um, and uh, so uh, still on that road and then working real late. Um, you noted something, and I was going to ask the question, uh, but you'd be able to give a perspective on this uh, as a player, Danny Sprinkle as a player, and then Danny Sprinkle as as a head coach. Um, there's got to be some maturity there. You noted he's sort of the same same person that he was, but how is he? Um, how is that player turned coach, um, so to speak? Well, I just think as you you know, and you know this as you go through your career, you just gain a little perspective. So he has some. Uh, some depth and perspective right now because none of us do during the college years, but um, he's, he's really an unchanged guy. Yeah. As I was saying, he's, he's just such a positive, relentlessly happy individual. He's great to be around and, and uh, really, uh, really helps the, um, the atmosphere in our building for sure. What kind of team does he, does he like to put together and then talk about this uh, 2022, 2023 Bobcat team? Well, I joke because, uh, you know, I tell people that if you would have told me in the late 90s that it would take Danny Sprinkle to bring toughness and uh, defense back to Bobcat basketball, <laughs> I would have laughed at you. But that's not fair at all because he was a really tough kid. And, uh, you know, he got better and better as a defensive player his entire career, bought into everything Victor and taught him. But he, um, he, he emphasizes defense. But the thing that really strikes me about his teams are that they're so versatile. They can do so many different things offensively. They guard the ball well. They play help defense. Um, it's it, it's just, he's built a team that's really really uh, can hurt you a lot of different ways. Who who's been the well? It's hard to single out because as I've watched a handful of games and listened on the radio. Um, uh, it's hard to single out who is is going to rise to the top day in and day out. This team does; it's prototypical team, isn't it? Yeah, and I, you know everybody knows Jabril Bello because he was the Big Sky MVP a year yeah. ago, and I think Raekwon Battle has really made a name for himself. He was the tournament MVP and had twenty five points last night. But I'd single out a guy like Darius Brown who transferred in from uh, uh, Cal State Northridge as a point guard, and he was. Uh, just really, really a not flashy player, but a tough kid, and he does everything right. He and Danny are so on the same page all the time. And Darius replaced uh, Xavier Bishop, who was last year's Big Sky Tournament MVP. And X was such a, a brilliant person and noisy and funny, and, and Darius is kind of the exact opposite. But, boy, the transition has been tremendous, and Darius has is just such a – calming influence on the floor he plays so hard and he was the big sky defensive mvp so i think that uh gives you an idea of where the focus of this team lies um folks might not not have seen it but there was a play in that weber state game the, the actual game winner um drawn up from the bench uh where um I, and maybe i'll have you describe it bill but for those folks who saw the game it was after a timeout and, and a pass to raekwon battle along the baseline um, the play was set. He was screened, or uh, his opponent uh, was screened. His defender was screened. 
Uh, talk about that play, Bill, because I just I I, I loved and, and I think Coach Sprinkle gave coat uh, gave credit to his players for that. Yeah, the <laughs> the play was great, and and for people who watch Bobcat basketball this year, it'll look familiar because Raekwon Battles had a number of alley oops for dunks. Darius Brown has thrown most of them, so Darius uh, um, brought the ball into the front court and attacked the left elbow of the lane. And Raekwon is so fast, such an elite athlete. He started way out beyond the three-point circle. He um, dashed towards the basket. Jabril Bello set a little screen, and the pass wasn't perfect, but it was really good. And he got the dunk, and the backstory is that during the timeout, Danny said that he called the play that they'd been calling all night in that coming out of timeouts, and, and Raekwon told him, Coach, the kill cut's going to be wide open from the, from the wing. He said, if Jabril chips my man, I'll get a dunk. And that's exactly what <laughs> happened. <laughs> you know, and, and I love it. It takes a player's coach, right, to uh, – well, I mean, I shouldn't necessarily say that, but uh, Danny Sprinkle as a player's coach, I think that kind of defines him a little bit, doesn't it? I think that's entirely exactly right. And I think the other thing it kind of points out is that you've got to check your ego at the door a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. In two, in two different ways. One, you have to be willing to say, okay, this, this kid knows what he's talking about. Let's do this instead of, you know, the genius play I want to draw up. <laughs> and then to, t- to tell everyone that, to humble yourself by uh, making it known that that's what happened is also, I think, you know, maybe a little bit rare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I loved it. I really did. I, I think it tells you an awful lot. It's little plays like that, that, uh, that give us an indication of, of how solid the locker room is, of how solid things are on the bench and on the, on the floor. Um, how solid then are this team's chances in the, uh, NCAA tournament bill? I think that, uh, the thing I'm going to be looking for on Sunday is to play a team that, um, is not, suffocating physically on defense like Texas Tech was last year. Mm. I think if, if we play a, if we play a team that you know can that gives up some points, gives up some baskets, I think we can score with a lot of teams and I think that um, defensively we'll be able to do some things to keep ourselves in a game like that. I think the the worst draw would be one for you know that's a lot like Texas Tech was last year that is maybe one of the better defensive teams in the country and really really physical that's what you when you look at that top level of teams you look at the physicality and athleticism and and those are the things that mid-majors struggle with in ncaa tournament settings but when you get a team that you can kind of score against then uh games can get pretty interesting will they get um a decent seed uh, i know there's always a controversy and discussion they're 25 and 9 the big sky um i think the highest seed i think uh, i've ever seen was like a 12th seed but i i don't go that far back historically but uh, where do you think they'll be seated we were 14 last year and that seems about right to me i yeah. think that uh to get much higher than that would be probably really really fortunate um, so I, I would expect 14, maybe 13, maybe 15, but 14 seems right to me. What's the, what's the plan then is the, you know, I know the team meets publicly, um, generally for, for the selection committee. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet, but typically it, last year, I think, I think it was in the arena on Sunday afternoon. I, it's 
tell you the truth, I can't, yeah. can't remember. But yeah. the uh, yeah, typically, um, typically it'd be Sunday afternoon public uh, welcome in the arena. But we'll we'll put out a notice here shortly. It's kind of I'll tell you what's kind of nice is to get your tournament done on Wednesday and have those couple days to decompress and sort of get back into the practice gym and work the work the aches out a little bit. And then on Sunday when when the tournament selection committee meets and announces its uh its bracket you know you're ready to go you're rested you're healthy you're ready to roll and as opposed to last year you know we drove back overnight team bus back overnight to to get back just in time for the selection show and it was uh kind of a hassle and the there were a couple injuries we were dealing with so this is a much better setup and this was the first year they've done that um, uh, Big Sky Conference again, uh, and I think it was a, a package TV deal too. But I appreciated it; I was able to catch some games. Yeah, I don't appreciate the late tip times because I'm <laughs> a little old for that. But it was—I uh, think the format and the um, the new time frame in terms of where it falls on the calendar certainly worked. Uh, probably worked out about as well as anyone could have imagined. Well, I, I can attest personally to how hard Bill Lamberty works. Uh, I know that for a fact. Uh, really appreciate it, Bill. Uh, thanks for your time today, too. Uh, I, I know it was it was late and late notice. I I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to ask anybody. You know, if the Cats win, will you come on my show? Because uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm superstitious, about, especially when it comes to sports. I don't want to ruin anything. You know. Yeah, and you know how I am about that, too. (laughs) I appreciate it. It's always always good visiting with you, and it's great to be on. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Appreciate that. Maybe we'll catch up with you down the road, too. I might uh, bug you for uh, a little chat with the coach or perhaps Leon, too, Costello, the AD. It'd be good. Yep. Anytime, Tom. Just let us know. Super, Bill. Thanks. Drive safe. Appreciate that. That's uh, Bill Lamberty again, MSU Athletics.